Izzy the Prodigy here. Kenny, Brandon, what's going on? Chris Van Fleet here. I hope the episodes just keep getting better and better and better and stacking them up like New Day pancakes. This is the biggest accomplishment of your podcast. So send me a thank you, write me a nice letter, tweet me, DM me, FaceTime me, my Facebook for Christ's sake. All right, guys, welcome to episode 63 of the Kenny Period Thoughts podcast, the podcast where as soon as the countdown hit zero, Brandon started telling me a random story about a girl texting him as if we weren't about to go on air live. Like, what's going on, Brandon? Look, like I said, some random person on Skype at some point, and like, I guess she got the wrong person. They asked me about they asked me about like a supplement or something and I, I didn't answer back but they were in my chat thing still and anyway when I was trying to dial you up on the Skype call I accidentally clicked on like her message thing and I hit the camera and it called her and I was like what the hell I was like oh crap well like as you were <laughs> so calling Brandon, me that's why so, I hung up on you yeah so Brandon <laughs> yeah but here's the here's the thing that happened Brandon uh, Brandon this is what yeah. irritates me that happened half an hour ago because we sat here all disclo- full disclosure right. we sat here about half for half an hour uh before we went on air so in what world as the countdown is going 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 right. 2 1 do you feel like that's the appropriate time to tell that story well as exactly as the countdown was going she just messaged me just now She's like, hi, Brandon. I don't even know who this is. She's like, hi, Brandon. Anything I can help you with. And so now I gotta, I'm trying to explain, Brandon, like, hey, Brandon, this is an accident. Brandon is being, I don't know who no, you are. No, no. Brandon, Brandon doesn't know what an, uh, one of those Indian scam calls looks like. Uh, That's what's going on, Brandon. You're, you know, you're, perf- you're a perfect individual to be scammed by that. Are you going to go to Walmart right now and go get an Apple, Apple uh, gift card to send to them? This is this is weird. This is really weird. Right you know, now. what's weird is that this is the energy that you want to start the podcast with, Brandon. Let me let me also talk since since we're talking about Brandon doing weird stuff, right? Brandon. Yes. So, yes. So full disclosure, we're trying to book an interview with somebody. You you won't be surprised when we interview her. Uh, but we're trying to get do our first in person interview, and so I tell Brandon, hey. Uh, and full disclosure, my birthday is this Sunday, January 19th, guys. So happy birth, early birthday to me. Um, but Brandon, um, for some reason, I, I text him and I say, hey, why don't, why don't we go to Orlando and, and interview her on Sunday? And Brandon's like, wait, which? Uh, and then I say, well, I, I should say my exact words were, you know, on my birthday. Why don't we go this Sunday? You know, my birthday. And he goes, wait. Uh, this Sunday or the 26th? That let me know. Uh, what? That Wait, let what, me did that, know. what did that let you know? That let me know you don't know my birthday. <laughs> what? No. If you knew my birthday. No, no, no. It, no, it was, how, it was how it was said because I thought, because we were like, oh, maybe the 22nd we were going to go. So then when you said Sunday, I was like, wait, did he mean Sunday? I said Sunday, like, a- meaning AKA, like week of the 20th. a.k.a. my birthday. When's my birthday, Her, Brandon? Well, that's the thing. Well, that's that's another thing. That's the thing. That was what was confusing about it. I was like, wait, does he mean the twenty sixth, like the like the twenty sixth, as in Sunday? Then, like that week, because we were like, oh, we might go the twenty, you know, the twenty second or whatever to go to out to Orlando. So I was like, wait, does he mean that, or does he mean like this Sunday? And I was, and I, the reason why I needed to know that was because like, Brandon, what's my I, birthday? <laughs> I forget, forget what day Sunday. of the week. What? When is my birthday? 
I, I guess it's, it's this Sunday, right? Oh, the 19th. it's yeah. always the 19th. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Brandon, yeah, I know your birthday. <laughs> I know your birthday by heart. Look, I don't even know my mother's birthday, okay? Wow. So it's okay. Mother, he doesn't know mother's birthday. That's Look. that's really, like, Brandon's <laughs> just digging the hole deeper and deeper. He doesn't know his friend's birthday. And now no. he's saying, he goes, I don't even know my own mother's birthday. He's like, why would I, his exact words, he goes, I don't give a shit about my mother's birthday. Why would I give a damn about yours? That's no, what he yeah, just told me. That's, that's where the confusion was. My birthday. Yeah. Never forget this. This is, it's January 19th. <laughs> I said we're going to go to... <laughs> wait, so, uh, wait, how old are you now? I'm going to be 31. I'm going to be wow, old. Wow, look at that. Old man, brother, brother. Very nice. Dude, and this is the thing. This is the thing. I want to talk about our, our friendship, Brandon. Brandon always thinks, like, he's like, how does Kenny put this together? Like, he's always calling me out for things. And it's like, Brandon doesn't realize that, like, there's little context clues that he gives... To let you understand what he's thinking. Like like last week when he didn't get me a drink and then he goes, looks at the coffee and he goes, oh, you see, you had one. The fact that he said, oh, you see, as in like, yeah. oh, now I have an excuse. He doesn't realize like, these things. No. I knew the coffee was there. It just temporarily slipped my mind. Uh, it, it... <laughs> you had a coffee. We're good, right? This, this no? is this is unbelievable. Uh, honestly, this is <laughs> this this is more unbelievable than Tessa Blanchard. You know? <laughs> Wait, come on. What's wrong with Tessa? Brandon, tell oh, everybody on. what what Tessa Blanchard's accused of doing before we get into to anything. Okay, so I, I yeah, I guess so. Tessa Blanchard, I think she came out on Twitter and was sort of like, "Hey, you know." You know, women wrestlers, you know, we should be supporting this. You know, I'm going to be fighting for the title over the weekend. Like, this, this is sort of a big deal. Don't tell Booker and, T uh, that. Right. <laughs> but, then, but it was crazy. It, like, sort of backfired. She got this sort of weird reaction. Everybody's like, oh, you know, screw you. Like, you were either mean to me or you were, you know, you used a racial slur at some point against somebody else. It's like, you're a bully. Yeah, so, yeah, so what I was saying is, uh, like, uh, I'm not sure what what happened. You know, I wasn't there. Um, but I don't think necessarily. You know, people aren't always nice. You know, there people. Some people have attitudes. You know, things like that. That doesn't necessarily affect what they do. You know, right. as some a performer. People, some people don't care about uh, you know their friends' birthdays. <laughs> you know, they, they they just care about themselves and uh, they just want to put themselves over. You know, <laughs> you know they don't even buy their mother groceries. You know, uh, right. you know things like that. You know, right. but anyway, yeah. No, my, I guess that that stuff counts. Yeah, I guess that you know, if you're not a nice person, you know, eventually it's, that sort of thing sort of comes back at you, you know, G later Brandon. on in life. G Brandon, what, yeah. that really insightful stuff you're saying. Um, <laughs> but my, but my thing, I mean, it was um, weird. Yeah, Tessa, I, Tessa, I had no idea. Yeah, Tessa Blanchard flat out said, you know, um, you know, hey, cool things happen when you when when women support each other. And uh, I think it was like Chelsea Green and uh, Mia Yim and some some other people had yeah. come out. Uh, some other women, I should say specifically. Um, Allison K. Allison yeah. K. Came out and basically said, "Oh yeah, were you supportive that one time you were racist in the Japanese locker room?" And uh, I think it was La, La. God help me if I if I say the name wrong. It was like La Negra Rosa or La Rosa Negra is the name of the person in question. Um, right. Basically, um, <laughs> yeah, said yeah. You know, like th this happened. Basically, said this happened. Um, so a lot of people are coming out and saying, calling out Tessa Blanchard. Now, full disclosure, a couple years ago, 
Um, there were reports, vague reports, mind you, that uh, Tessa Blanchard wasn't signed by WWE due to attitude problems. Right. So, you know, I'm not necessarily surprised because this could be exactly what she, they were referring to. Maybe she did say something a little snide. Uh, maybe it's not just racism. Maybe she's just kind of a little full of herself. I don't know. Right. I'm going based off reports, mind you. I don't know Tessa Blanchard, nor do I claim to. Um, but if this is if this is true, that's uh, that's not a good thing. Especially that happened the weekend where she was challenging for the world heavyweight title, the Impact Wrestling right. heavyweight title, I should say. Uh, not a good look, Tessa. Not a good look. Um, that's you know <laughs> what sucks. Good, good. Like, but does she need to be like sort of a nice person in order? Like, can we can we still appreciate like this is an historic thing? That's my that, problem. That's okay, happened. so so that's my issue now. It's like, and yeah. I don't know who to blame for it, Tessa Blanchard or the other women, or but it's like, it's like now like there's like an asterisk next to like the first female champion in Impact history. So like it was supposed to be a cool moment with like just a, a woman winning the title, and now we have like oh. A woman won the title, but not, but I'm I don't like that it's Tessa Blanchard from some people, and and now it becomes right. tainted in that sense, and it's like, oh, that sucks. Like that just absolutely sucks that like, it, it had to happen the weekend where they, that uh, storyline was culminating because it's a good storyline. Right. I mean that whole that whole thing with Tessa Blanchard and um, Sammy Callahan. I mean all of this stuff was was great the past year uh, year and a half or so. I mean, um, and then this happens. You know, I, I just think it's unfortunate. I mean, I hate to say I, I, I'm not what wasn't in the locker room. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to call any of the women liars because I, I don't think they would make it up. Um, but at the same time, you know, um, I think people, a lot of people were comparing it to Jim Cornette. And they were like, well, how come Cornette gets, you know, gets buried and Tessa Blanchard doesn't? <laughs> and it's like, well, it's a little different when you're live on air. You know, like, you know, it's a little different. Shut up, Brandon. God, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little different. Like when Brandon's on air and says something racist, uh, it's a little different, you know, a little different. (laughs) Free Corlett. Free Corlett. Well, goddamn, pal, he's the toughest man I know. Step the, he he can step (laughs) (laughs) Drop a bucket of fried chicken across his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia, brother. Right. But yeah, I mean, look. It's weird. Like all those wrestlers, they all got egos. They're all yep. probably rude to each other, to one another. I, but, I agree. I agree. You know, in, in, in they some probably way. big league each other. You know, it's, it's kind of like whoa, 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 eh. Brandon. Brandon, you think Tessa yeah. Blanchard was big leaguing all the rest of the women? Maybe. Maybe uh. she's big leaguing people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's 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 a touchy. So it's like. Yeah. It's a touchy subject, but the the thing is, like I said, I think coming out of it, the stupidest thing is that that like you know people in the chat right now are saying. Um, <laughs> so the chat says they're banning the word brother from me, <laughs> brother, brother, because I say brother too much, brother, brother. Yeah. Um, but it's it's like, yeah, the timing of it's weird. I mean, is it like jealousy? Right. That's another uh, you, thing. You know, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's like it's like you, she's like yeah. Right. It's like. It depends on which side you're looking at, because like if you're on Tessa Blanchard's side, you're like, the timing of this is weird. You tainted her moment. Uh, the other side of the coin is like, with Impact, do you want to put a title on the on her now that you know this? So it's like, what's the right thing to do? It's like you, you it instantly becomes a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. There is no winning uh, in this one. Um, you know, it's just like it's like me and my yeah. co-host. There's no winning <laughs> having Brandon as a co-host. But, you know, God help me. I try. 
look, you stuck to your guns. I'm glad TNA, or sorry, Impact stuck to their guns. TNA has been long dead, Brandon. You're still holding yeah, on to so, the past, Brandon. <laughs> still hanging on. Still hanging on, damn it. Uh, look, they, they, they had a plan. They set it in motion. Look, this is a, this is a big deal, man. You have a woman winning the men's championship. Like this is this is pretty huge. Uh, you know yeah. whether it moves the needle or anything has to be seen. Uh, yeah, I don't. But think, I will... Sadly, I don't think it'll move the needle. Uh, just right. impact is kind of where they are. Uh, no matter what they do, unfortunately, uh, that's just how I feel. But you know, it's still a cool thing that they did. At least they're being different than the other promotions. You know. Right, right. Which, uh, which I, now I have a couple questions actually uh, about this uh, okay. for you. Um, Put, you know, after put the win, me on the course, hot seat. Yeah, yeah put you on the hot seat a little bit. Yeah, so I was saying, uh, Tessa wins the title, but there's people coming out and they're kind of like, "Wow, I can't believe they had they're putting this this title on a woman." Like this makes wrestling completely unbelievable. This is why people are tuning out because of this crazy stuff. Um, I'm kind of of the opinion that like it, it's okay to do stuff like this because it's it's wrestling, like movies and stuff. Is one of those things where you can sort of suspend your disbelief. It's our form like you get away with doing things like this. Um, how, how do you feel about it? Do you think it's bad to do things like this? Does it devalue the you know championship in any way? Yeah, so I'm a, I'm always a bad person to ask things like this because I, I play devil's advocate with a lot of stuff because I can always see both sides of the, sides of the coin. Um, there's a part of me that if you go back to, I think it's episode 49, you listen to our episode with uh, James Ellsworth, he talks about intergender wrestling and his take on intergender wrestling. And he, you know, he talks about the fact that he feels like intergender wrestling should be a scenario where, um, you know, someone like, uh, one of the women should be facing like a James Ellsworth and beating his ass because it, it, you know, it, it makes them look better in the process by beating, by beating him. Um, and maybe he doesn't necessarily necessarily feel it should be hand on hand combat like a like a you know men facing women because if you're talking about you know if you're talking about UFC if you're looking at this as like a real thing you know you wouldn't see you know uh, Ronda Rousey have faced Brock Lesnar back in the day or something or you know you know what I'm saying right. uh, so I get I get where they're coming from on that like I can understand it. On the other end of things, it's kind of like you said. It's like it's professional wrestling. Like there is a, a, a area where, where we're suspe- set, uh, suspending our disbelief. And bluntly, Tessa Blanchard's like like you know the China of our generation. Like it's not like Tessa Blanchard is like you know five foot zero, one hundred twenty pounds. She's like she might be bigger than Sammy Callahan. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just just full disclosure. You know what I mean? So it's like it's like. Is it really a problem? Is it really a problem to to have her face and be be fighting Sammy Callahan for the title? I was okay with it. I'm okay with Tessa Blanchard. I think I think they've done right. enough to build her character to get build her, her right. to that yeah. point. Like yeah. it'd be different She's if it was like a hot Italian. shot, right? Yeah. Exactly. And that, I think that was the biggest thing. Like it'd be one thing if they hot shot somebody to the title, no matter who they are, mind you, whether it's Tessa Blanchard or or a man. You know, like it doesn't matter. Like. The fact that they've built Tessa Blanchard to be in in that role, um, I think is a good thing. I think is a good thing. So, I mean, again, I play devil's advocate. I can understand both. Um, ultimately, I was okay with it. Ultimately, I was uh, definitely definitely okay with it. Um, it was it was a good storyline. I think one of the hottest impact has done in recent memory. Um, I don't I don't I don't have any problem with it. Now, did they? I'm trying to remember. Did they have? Did China win like the Intercontinental title? She or won the like IC that? title. Like, yeah, she won right. the IC title. Yeah. Do you think they'll do something like that again in the WWE? Yeah, um, absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, they did. They did something similar with uh, Beth Phoenix. You know, it just takes the the generational wrestler 
to do it. Um, you know, you need to have somebody who stands out from the pack uh, in order to do that. You know, you can have you could have had Nia Jax do that last year. Uh, you you still can have Nia Jax do that for that matter. I mean, she was in the men's the men's rumble. You know what I mean? So so hmm. they flirt with the idea a lot. I and I don't think anybody should sit there. The problem the problem is we we have too much like um, insight into the wrestling business now. So a lot of people um get to have an opinion on that and you get to see the toxicity of it. Whereas like growing up when I saw China, when I saw, you know, N- Jack last year, I just thought it was cool. I don't think there was ever a time where I just sat there and went, you know, well, they shouldn't have a woman in the Royal rumble or they, they shouldn't do that. Like, no, they, at least in a storyline sense, it always made sense. Now I will say something. I, you know, this time of year, the rumbles, my favorite event. I go back and I watch Royal rumbles and, um, it was kind of weird when they had uh, Beth Phoenix come out because I feel like it's so funny. Like, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but it was like 2010. But they definitely, like, I don't want to say they were chauvinistic about her involvement, but it was a little bit weird by today's standards. <laughs> what was the she just, yeah, like Matt Stryker right. says something weird, like, there's a woman in the Rumble or something like that. And then, right. like, she eliminates the great Kali with a kiss. You know what uh, I mean? Like, yeah, like there are like certain stereotypical women things that happen. Right. And uh, it was it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird. Um, I, I feel like by today's standards, like, like go back and, and guys go back and watch it on the network. You'll see what I'm talking about. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But like I said, I mean, by 2020 standards, I just thought it was a little bit weird. Um, whereas it was it was weird that in 1999, the Attitude Era. I feel like they did it better. Uh, when China was in the Rumble, she just came out. She was just like ready to fight. And the the commentators were like, "She's making history, the first um you know female in the the Royal Rumble," um, and it was cool. Whereas I feel Best Phoenix, they had to make it make it about a woman being in the Rumble. If that makes sense, like I don't know, like it was too stereotypical for me. Like Best Phoenix deserved to me. Uh, that's to tell you how far the women's division had fallen at that time. Like, they weren't treated with the same respect. Like, Beth Phoenix should just come out and whoop some ass. Like, she was a freaking brick house, you know, at the time. Right, right, right. Yeah, she looked just as imposing to me as Shadow did. And that's what I'm saying. Like, she should just come out there. She should be like, oh, Beth Phoenix is the rumble. Whap! And just, like, start beating people. It would have been more impressive if she lifted up the great Kali and threw him out. You know what I mean? But She probably could have, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. She probably could have. But instead, they did this thing where he's like... You know, and this is this is I think my problem with it is like they did the spot where he picks her up and he puts her on the the turnbuckle or not the turnbuckle but on the apron. And he's almost like, "Sweetheart, why are you here?" You know, like that sort of thing. Like that's how it felt, and right. it felt awkward to me. Um, and then she kisses him and then takes him out, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, like, uh, come on, <laughs> come on." Um, but anyway, but anyway, I'm getting I'm getting a little bit uh too. <laughs> right. I'm getting a little bit too too ahead of myself here. So, uh, Brandon, I did want to talk about the fact that you know you always I don't I don't more Brandon ranting. Apologize. <laughs> I told Brandon to, that we're going on air at eight o'clock, knowingly uh-huh. knowing that it was you know knowingly <laughs> telling this <laughs> a half hour in advance. Yeah, because yeah, I knew, I told wow. everybody else we were going on air at eight thirty. Brandon showed up at about eight ten. Brandon showed what? No. <laughs> The earliest, the earliest you showed up was eight oh three. So Brandon would have been three minutes off air, not giving me time. The reason he's having so many audio technical and like uh, technical difficulties is because he didn't give me time to do testing on on his equipment before we go on air. People in the chat are making fun of you. They're saying, you know, two hundred talking about me, two hundred dollar mic and Brandon twenty five dollar mic. 
25 cents. Nice, nice turn. Oh man. No, this is this is this is crazy, and man. Then, Hopefully, and it's then gonna Brandon, work out. Yeah. Brandon has inconsistent lighting. So, so full disclosure, <laughs> I jump on air every time I jump on air with the green screen. Right? I yeah. just put the lights on and I sit, and I'm here. Edit. I don't need to edit a, a, a damn thing. Every time yeah. Brandon sits down, Brandon's like, one of his lights is out. He's got two <laughs> lights instead of one. He's wearing a green hat on a green screen. <laughs> really think I like about that. Hat. Oh, I, I hate you for it. He comes on air and he's got a green <laughs> hat on a green screen. And then I'm having to sit there and tinker with the settings. That was the best I could do. It's like looking through his head. It makes sense because there's nothing in there, Brandon. <laughs> there's nothing. Completely empty. Completely empty. But look, can you at least see the, the logo? There you go. That's all that matters. That's all you need to see. That's not green. Uh. We're good. Uh, anyway, we're good. Just like Tessa Blanchard, it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a Kenny for your thoughts without me having a problem with Brandon. I have a bigger problem with Brandon than anybody should have with intergender wrestling. Intergender wrestling at least is like you know moves us forward. Brandon moves us back. You know, it's like I'm gonna start calling you Daylight Savings Time because he, it's oh, like man. it's like losing an hour every week when I do this podcast with you. <laughs> So speaking of taking it back, how about how about Triple H, man? Did he get a little little trouble here? Let's talk about this because I feel as much as I was saying stuff about intergender wrestling, I feel like I'm about to have a really controversial take on the whole Triple H page situation, and so yeah. it's like I feel like I'm going to have the exact opposite view. So, so Brandon, uh, have you heard exactly what happened with this uh, with this Triple H situation? I guess it was a call or like a conference after um, NXT UK Takeover, right. which was a great event, by the way. So yeah, so what he he just said like oh, uh, you know Paige might have children that she doesn't know about. No, it's, so see, th- I think that's the problem. Is I feel like a lot of people are reading this like a little bit out of context. Yeah. This is what happened. Now remember, Triple H was in DX. You know what I mean? Like he was just like that right. quirky saying stuff that comes to his mind. So I think I think it was just a poor choice of words. Here's what happened. Right. So somebody flat out asked him, you know, do you see Edge or Paige returning? And you know, he gave a, a PC answer. And he basically said, you know, I know people think, you know, Daniel Bryan came back. Daniel Bryan, you know, was training his ass off, basically, you know, obviously said a little more PC than I am, but he, he's he been training his ass off. He went yeah. and got, got himself cleared with doctors all around the nation to the point where, you know, we had to clear him because, you know, he saw all the neurologists. He, he made sure he was in the shape to let us know that he's capable of coming back. He goes, when it comes to Edge and Page, I don't know. He's like, honestly, I don't know if they can come back. And that's right. when, you know, he was saying, you know, like, Edge has kids, right. you know, uh, he, but he caught himself. The The problem was he said something and then realized he made a mistake and then he mentally had to kind of make up for it. And that's where this poor joke comes into play because he goes, mm. he goes, you know, you know, they, these, these, they, they have things they have to worry about. You know, Edge has kids. Paige has a and then, you know, kind of realize Page isn't Mary doesn't have right, kids. Right. That's really what happened in that situation. Is like, what does he say now? So he was just like, Page has a, you know, probably has some she doesn't know about. And then you know, right. so he just said, it's something I would have said. Like it's something right, I would have right. said in the flow of the conversation. In the flow of the conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason it's poor is because you know Page did have a scenario with leaks oh. coming out and and mm-hmm. you know sexual based stuff that. She, quite frankly, it's still an open wound. She hasn't gotten over it. And no one's asking her to get over it. That's not the thing. In right. different contexts, if this was anybody else, not Paige, 
I think nope. I don't think anybody would have really read into Triple H's comments. The problem is in 2019-2020, um, people kind of read into this more. So they're like, "Oh, is he talking about you know her leaks or talking about this?" I was like, "No." Again, it was just a a a flub of the brain. He said that Edge had kids. Then realizes what he say. What he could have. It would there would be no uproar, uproar if he went. Paige has a, I don't know dogs. But then people would be like, "You see." He doesn't think Paige is on the same level of athlete that Edge is. You know, it's like right. he kind of got into a situation where it was like it didn't matter what he said. Once he fucked up, it was like right. people were going to crucify him, at, you know, at the stake right there. This is the thing. Um, what's unfortunate to me, um, I don't want to discredit this, is the fact that it made Paige feel bad. That's right. the biggest thing. Is like, you know, the same thing when I was talking about Corey Graves and Mauro Ronaldo. You know, I didn't fault Corey Graves for what he said, but what I did fault him for was Mar Ronaldo, knowing that Mar Ronaldo might have this reaction. And, and this is still right. a sensitive subject for Paige, you know, obviously with the leaks. Right. The fact that she came back from all of that, I right. mean, can you imagine? Like, can well, you imagine, yeah. like, having, like, nudes and leaks and stuff out right. there? And then you well, have yeah, that, to... Yeah. What are you saying? Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, on, on top of that, I guess... Um... She she revealed, I guess, on Total Divas that uh, she had had a miscarriage when she was eighteen. Okay, so and see, I don't had, know that. Yeah, I I, I didn't even had, know that. Like, so yeah, I guess problems having children or something like that. So, so there you yeah, go. So there you bit, go. Yeah. That's that's where <laughs> that's it's crazy. it's just like unfortunate yeah. because no, I didn't right. know that, and that's where I said it really it doesn't matter necessarily what I think, uh, even though I you know I don't feel like Triple H was in the wrong, right. but. The fact that Paige feels this way, especially now knowing that she had a miscarriage and right. stuff like that. And, you know, is is she able, are you saying she's unable to have kids or, or is that? Yeah, I guess. Right. So there's a sense. Of, having some problems. Yeah. Right. So, I guess so fertility some, issues or something right. like that. That's a really sensitive thing. I mean, like if a guy, for all you guys out there, and I'm not going to pledge like I'm the, like I understand this. Like I, I don't, I don't have, you know. A fallopian tubes or anything but i have enough females in in my life enough you know sisters mom a uh, lot of a lot of female cousins i mean you know for someone to question your ability to have kids that's a big thing that's like an ego thing you know what i mean like like a woman right. being unable to have kids that's a very sensitive subject that's like um, again for the guy equivalent it's like shooting blanks you know what i mean like if you're unable to have kids <laughs> right, it's like, right, I, like right. that's but, you know, even more so because I think the woman's, you know, 99% of it is building the baby in her body. And she's the, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, see, I'm even, I'm even trying to be careful with my words because I don't even know, like, how to say it. But, you know, the, the gatekeeper, I don't know how to say it. It's just, it's a sad thing. It's a sad thing if a woman's unable to have kids. Uh, having children's a beautiful thing. I have a, a two-year-old and I wouldn't replace her for the world. You know what I mean? Um... So yeah, I mean, like, like, a, like, the, probably the best way to say it: a woman's body is literally built to have children. You know what I mean? Right. So if if you aren't able to have children, you might feel a certain way about yourself in terms of confidence. That's a right. very, very heavy thing. Um, yeah, and you know, we have people in the chat, women, mind you, um, saying, you know, honestly, can't imagine what it would be like to not have the ability to become pregnant. Uh, right. Exactly, exactly what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, man. Um, but yeah, man. This is just a very, very touchy subject. It's like, how do you handle this one? Right. Triple H knows he screwed up, and yeah. you know, oh, he's Triple already H, reached out he's, yeah. he's already reached out. And yeah. Triple H, Triple H is not the type of human being who uh, would want Paige to feel bad. 
Um, what I found disgusting though was uh, Paige's boyfriend. Like, I get it, I get it, but I don't uh, what, get what, it. What did he do? He, he was <laughs> saying basically running down Triple H and stuff, and I get it. Like, he has to defend his girl. Right, you know, in a way, but it's like I don't know, man. Like I don't, I don't know if that was the right thing to do, especially since it's come out like he's made racist and, and homophobic comments oh, or something dear. like that. So, it's like, so now we keep going. It's like it's like now we keep circle, it, it goes right? right. It's just like right, and then Tessa Blanchard is gonna comment on it and say something. You know, we're not angels, <laughs> Kenny. We're not all angels. We're working hard. Right, right? And, and 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 this is a serious one for once. Uh, Fernando Sometimes Fernando yeah. Velasquez, aka WrestleMar for three three three, your biggest fan. He does say my mom had two miscarriages and I was the lucky one to survive. Wow. Um, I mean that's that's a big deal, dude. That that really is. You know, we're all and I'm gonna say it personally. We're all glad you survived, bro. You you actually, uh, if anybody makes this podcast fun, it's Fernando Velasquez. So I I always appreciate you, man. Like that's and just listen to that. That's a heavy subject. Yeah. I think it's probably one of the heaviest subjects we've talked about on this podcast. Um, and you got to be sensitive to that. Unfortunately, Triple H probably didn't know any of that stuff, and he probably right. if he could take it back, he probably would. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, Brandon. On to that's that's crazy. Well, there's one more dark subject, I guess. Um, the passing of uh, Rocky Rocky Johnson. It's funny. I uh, you know, yeah. full, full disclosure, I I wanted to kind of transition into that, but then I was like, maybe we should save that since we're being oh, a little bit we're being a little yeah. bit too dark. It's but dark. Yeah. but now let's let's get into it. Um, you know, full disclosure, this is exactly what happened. Uh, Drew, who has been on this podcast, uh, without revealing names, because uh, you know, don't want to get anybody in trouble. Uh, Drew, uh, texted me and, uh, he texted me, he goes, Hey, uh, so, you know, the rock, I think is going to be in Tampa pretty soon. And I was like, ah, oh, that's cool. Like, it's my response. Like, ah, oh, rock's gonna be in Tampa. That's cool. And he goes, no, I don't think it's a good thing, man. Uh, my, he's got a friend, uh, I'm going to be vague, but he's got a friend in law enforcement who had to respond to the call that Rocky Johnson had died. Uh, yeah. Rocky Johnson, um, lived literally. I didn't know this, by the way. He lived, uh, I, I won't say where the place is, just out of respect, but he lived like a yeah. a, a minute away from my uh, parents, yeah. which I had yeah. no idea that he had, The Rock had bought him a house there, I guess, um, not too long ago, maybe a year ago, not even. Um, so, yeah, so The Rock bought him a house there. Um, anyway, this is about 4 o'clock, and there's a part of me that didn't believe him. I'm like, ah, there's no way. Because I'm starting to search on Google and Twitter, and nobody's reporting it. And I kind of had a choice to make at that point, because, you know, he mm. gave me a little bit of details of, you know, who the friend was that knew this and why he knew this. And I started to realize this is real. Um, mm. And I had a choice at that time. Um, basically, do I report this? Because, full disclosure, I could have been the first person to report uh, his death send it become a big big retweet in in the wrestling community and get our get our podcast name out there and then i said i don't give a i don't give a damn about getting our podcast name like out there like that i don't give a damn right. about a kenny for your thoughts being known for the first person to report uh rocky johnson's passing what i cared about bluntly was the fact that next of kin which is exactly who you think it is who was on a movie set or doing whatever was not contacted when I found out uh, this news. Mm. It's a weird thing to say. That is a weird thing to say that I knew about Rocky Johnson's passing before his son knew. 
And I said, I don't care if it's The Rock. I don't care if it's Brandon. I don't care if it's, you know, some stranger on the street. I don't care what their value is per se in the media. Hmm. I don't think, as a man, it wouldn't make me feel right to report on something that a family, you know, the family member didn't know about. No one should find out that their father passed away through social media. So respectfully, I didn't. Now, instantly, I was kind of grieving. I'm going to be blunt. I was instantly like just not in a good place after hearing that news. So I did post something a little bit vague. And I said something like, hey, there's going to be some news that comes out in the wrestling community tonight. um, That's going to be very sad. Um, And, you know, blah, 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 blah. So. Uh, looking back, I wish I hadn't have posted that because I think mm-hmm. it was like to me, it almost seemed like I was looking for the clout without saying it. But in reality, what it was was I was already kind of like, God, this is sucks. This sucks already to know about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's going to come out anyway. Um, but sure enough, you know, again, I knew about four o'clock, uh, about 530 or so it came out that Rocky Johnson had passed away. And that's when I started retweeting and saying, that's kind of what I was talking about, guys. Mm. Um, it sucks. Um, you know, and let's all send our condolences and, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, but it was a heavy, that was a heavy thing, man. It was a heavy thing. It's like, yeah. it's like, that lets me know, like, I, I look at like wrestlers and famous people as people, not as a, a tool to make myself famous. Um, like it, it would have never sat right with me if I had said, Hey, Rocky Johnson was found dead, you know, on Twitter, uh, on Twitter. Um, And I truly believe, you know, I believe, you know, whether you believe in God or karma or whatever you believe in, it's like, I believe that stuff comes back to you anyway. Um, And so for me, having withheld information like that and not trying to, you know, make a buck off someone's name, Mm -hmm. uh, I always feel stuff like that comes back to you. Brandon would have reported it. (laughs) You know, I, I, you know, honestly, I I don't know what I would have done that. Yeah. that, but now that you say it, yeah, it's like in the heat of the moment, you're like, oh wow, I got this big news, right? Maybe, maybe I got to get it out, you know what I mean? Right. So, and that's and that was the first thought that went through my head your, was yeah, like discretion, right? Right. The first thought that goes through your head is like, oh crap, like I got to tell people, and then you're like, oh who, you know what? No one, it doesn't matter if anyone knows. The fact that right. you know, you know, Dwayne Johnson, his son didn't know when I knew, like doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's a rock. Doesn't matter what whoever. Right. It it's just yeah. And I appreciate that. I, I've actually gotten, you know, a lot of people saying, you know, mad respect to you, Kenny. And uh, right. I don't think I don't think I did anything special. I didn't. Um, it, it's it's the same respect, you know, God forbid, you know, God, my dad's going to pass away one day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's if I was famous at that time and, and somebody, you know, tweeted out, hey, did you hear Kenny Majid's dad died? And I'm like, what? Right. That's that's what I thought. Like that's, that's honestly yeah, that, that's honestly like, that's the, not the way you want to find out. Yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden I'd have to be calling and panicking. Right. You know what I mean? It's a, it's different. That's different. It's not obviously you're going to grieve no matter what, but it's different to get the call from the law enforcement and be like, respectfully, sir, uh, we found your father. You know, stuff like that. That's different than reading a tweet and then almost like trying to be like, well, is this real? I got to call back home and then hearing mm-hmm. the panic and uh, it's different. It's different. Um, that is rough. Yeah. Rough stuff indeed. Uh, definitely, you know, thoughts got there to, you know, the family and yeah. everyone involved. And it's crazy, man. It's crazy yeah. to think about, like, I keep, again, I know what neighborhood and everything it is, too. 
And like yeah. I passed by it a couple times today, and I'm just like, it's kind of weird to think like the Rock is probably sitting right there, mm. and like getting his dad's affair- affairs in order. Right. Like it's strange, and I don't mean that in like, oh my god, I should drive in and see if the Rock's there. Like I couldn't care less. I've, and and guys, full disclosure, I've always treated this Brandon. This goes back to a conversation we've had. I've always treated mm-hmm. wrestlers in that regard. Like I don't want a picture with a wrestler as like a fan. I would rather respect them as people. And this goes back to what I'm talking about is like, you know, like there might be somebody who sees the rock at sweet Bay or something close by or something. I don't know, whatever a grocery store and goes, Hey rock, can I get a picture with you? If I saw the rock with guys, my witness, if I saw the rock today, tomorrow into the week, I would not approach that man to try to get a picture with him. And I love the rock. I love the rock to death. And, and like, I, because it's not about me. The man's grieving. It, the man, there's a human being gr- grieving over his father. The last thing he would probably want is for somebody to come up and take a picture. And the kind of guy he is, he would smile and take it and be like, oh, you're doing good, man. Right. But on the inside, I mean, come on. We're all human. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on a lighter note, uh, this is this is a little bit different. Okay. Uh, changing gears here, but uh, <laughs> I kind of wanted to mention. Well, I guess we'll get into it too, because uh, there was another match on the show uh, for uh, Dynamite. Uh, Baron Corbin was uh, Baron Corbin shit all over Dynamite. <laughs> right, well, he was shit on at least the opening match. <laughs> it was. You know what's funny? And uh, just <laughs> let's let's get into it. First of all, I, I do want to introduce this because of the title of the episode. And uh, if you look, it's the AEW Bash at the Beach. Uh, uh-huh. Stuff here, here. Brandon probably hasn't seen it, so we'll we'll show it to him right oh. now. Yeah. Uh, so, my full disclosure is that Brandon does not come over for Raw anymore. Brandon <laughs> doesn't come over. He does it. He, you. Yes, the I only do. time you come over now is Wednesday night for Dynamite. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> no. Brandon has crossed the line to AEW. No. You, you know why we missed uh, the other Raws? Because it was like holiday stuff, man. It was just like I don't want to watch. Pre-tape stuff. So what's your excuse for this raw? This raw was actually pretty good. Yeah, this one. Yeah, this one. I probably should have been over for this one, but uh, but yeah, I had, I had some stuff I had to do. So we'll see. But it, we're getting down to crunch time now. Now the shows, everything's getting better. You know, they're building up for the Rumble and Mania. So oh, yeah, this is this is the definitely yeah, the better this is, this time like, period yeah, of this professional is the wrestling. Time to start. Yeah. Um, but start, but yeah. that being said, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so full disclosure is that um, a lot of times when we're watching. AEW or Raw, I kind of will say some tongue-in-cheek things, like what the haters would say. Like, if you actually, maybe we should record it one day, because if you sat down and watched, uh, like, Dynamite with me, I troll so hard, like, like I'm the biggest WWE mark in the world. And so, like, yeah, I said... He, he really feels it. He really feels <laughs> no, it. He, he, he's a WWE guy through and through. He That's bleeds. not true. That's not true. I, lo- I love AEW. W. But but yeah, the funny part is like that first, the opening match is happening. And I'm like, I'm like, look at all these spot monkey and deep yeah. shit. Like, you know, like, I'm like, I'm like, Brandon, there's, there's no storyline here. There's just, there's just spots happening. Look at all these spot monkeys and all of this. True, what else man, did I say? True. I was just, I was. Hate. I was like, I was like, there's no, I was like, there's no rhyme and reason to this. You know, there's no storytelling. What's going on here? People want to crap on WWE, but look at this. Like, what is this going? This car crash over here. So right. I was completely hating, but, you know, 
<laughs> but you know what? You, you you got the mind for the business, man. That's now, why you're jokes, hating for a reason. Well, all jokes aside, like it was a good match. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. But uh-huh. then Baron Corbin comes in and says pretty much the same exact thing <laughs> that I had said. And it was like, oh, man, like. I could play a heel Baron Corbin character so easily because Baron Corbin's the ultimate. Baron Corbin does not care if you like him. I can promise you Baron Corbin's a lot nicer than, than a lot of you think he is because Baron Corbin, um, Baron Corbin just definitely just, just shits on everything. Right. Guess what, guys? You don't like him, right? Oh, he's a heel. He's a real <laughs> heel. He actually does not care if you like him. Right. I, I'm sure Baron Corbin's the type of person that will, like, go do, like, a well-done steak on his grill. Because he does, like, he posts a lot of grilling pictures. But he'd probably do a well-done steak just to get people to say, like, this bastard can't even eat a steak properly. Look at him. You know. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, it was funny. I mean, yeah, there there was some funny stuff going on in that yeah. match. Ridiculousness. Uh, it was it was uh, spot heavy. It really was, it really yeah. was. Like, as much as I liked the match, it was really spot heavy. But that's yeah. what it was supposed to be. Yeah, like, yeah, it right, was right. supposed. Just like my my disclaimer right. is yeah. like, yes, I'm pick. I can always find the negatives and positives to every sort of wrestling. Like I have a really wrestling based mind. You know, like later on in the show, the whole Dark Order stuff was great. Like you want to talk storytelling. Like they're building towards like a new leader. Uh, you know, uh, they're looking at Hangman Adam Page and talking about getting Brandon Cutler and maybe they're gonna build to Kenny Omega. And it's like, you know, there's some really good storytelling there so it's not it's not i'm not hating on aew i really not i love honestly aew is the show i look forward to the most um nowadays except for the fact that every time brandon comes over he falls asleep within the first 10 minutes and it gotta not look at me man you'll enjoy the show I can't, I can't, I can't enjoy, I'm, I'm a product. Or maybe I'm a, I should sit like on the floor. I'm like a product. No, you'll just see. fall asleep on the floor. I'm a product of my environment. Okay. So when somebody's asleep next to me while I'm watching the thing I want to watch the most, it like pisses me off. I know. I'm like, I'm I was irritated last your, night. Yeah, I was seriously like, irritated. You gotta not look at me, man, because this is going to drive you mad. But no, no, I will say, which was funny, which you were ragging on a, uh, the match with the, the tag match, the women's tag match with. Uh... Oh, dude, but you see, the problem is, and, and this is the problem. I don't want anyone to think yeah. that uh, I don't like AEW. I do. The pr- the reason I'm I'm nitpicking with AEW more than um, I nitpick Raw or SmackDown is because Vince McMahon's going to make money in spite of himself. CM Punk has said that before, you know? He's going to make money in spite of himself. Raw and SmackDown can be whatever. They could have a like a, a dude just shit on live TV for about two hours, <laughs> and they would still pop a good rating. With Sorry. AEW, it's like, it's like the, the, it's kind of like, the, this is the way to say it. It's like when you're a little harder on your child when they're playing soccer because you see greatness in them. That's kind of like why I pick apart AEW because I'm like, okay, we're week 11 or week 12, wherever we are now. Like, I want them to do good. They need to get better. You know, it's like that's why I'm nitpicking AEW. With that being said, let's talk about what I said. Um, I wasn't really a big fan of Statlander and Sheeta versus the Nightmare Collective. Um, I thought this was this match was a little bit sloppy. And... Uh, <laughs> What I really and and and, and look, I I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but um, but I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, look, this comes back to little details of like Uh professional wrestling. 
you need to shorten Cheetah's song. <laughs> this is a big thing I've been harping on with Brandon the last couple of weeks. Is like they have this like awkward like the, the Asian whistle thing. It's like it's like the the worst thing you can do in professional wrestling is get the the yeah. dreaded double reaction. And there's two people that were getting it in AEW. One has been rectified. One is not. Kenny Omega and. Nah, Sheeta. Sorry, I was reading the chat there. I yeah, apologize. Yeah. Oh, I had yeah. a Brandon moment there. Uh, yeah. So Sheeta and Kenny Omega. Kenny yeah. Omega's song had the long build to the point where people didn't like cheer until he came out. So it like divided the reactions. Sheeta has that same problem. There's nothing wrong with Sheeta. Sheeta Hikaru Sheeta is one of the most over baby faces in AEW. The problem is her song doesn't doesn't lend to that. It, it's literally a situation where they don't know how to react because especially <laughs> since like. You can barely hear the whistle, you know, and it doesn't say like Hikaru Shida on the on the entrance video either. Right. So it's almost like, what is this? And you're kind of having to pay attention and then she comes out and then you react. But by then people are already kind of confused. So it's like to me, they just they just have to shorten to shorten that song. Uh, I think it's a big deal. Um, so I'm reading on the chat right now. Um, yeah. And this is this is. Something I said in 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 the. While watching the match, it says, well, keep in mind, right. Kong was supposed to be in that match, but last minute Brandy was put in. Oh. That makes me feel better because that was the biggest thing. I don't know if you remember, Brandon. I literally yeah, said, said, why yeah, wasn't Kong, Kong in that match? match right, because yeah. the problem was they had Sheeta as the most, um, the biggest worker in the match and the Nightmare Collective and nothing against the Nightmare Collective, but Mel was a little green. Brandy Rhodes is a little green. So right. to me, it was like, why didn't they put Kong in? She's the ring general. If she was ill, like you're saying right now, okay, cool. Right. Now I feel better because to me, it was like, oh man, if that was what was booked, that was the wrong idea. <laughs> um, like the the spot was really awkward when uh, Chris Statlander went for like what the moon salt on the uh, on the apron, and Mel was just completely like away. And then I think Tony Schiavone, who Tony Schiavone looked like he was drunk, by the way. <laughs> I kept, make, I kept making that comment. Awesome. I kept making yes. that comment. But, um, yeah, uh, she missed it. And they were like, she tried to turn it into a Russian leg sweep. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, man. That match could have been better. Yeah. That match could have been better. And I'm, I'm critical of the AEW women's division, too, because, like, I, I feel like they need to really step it up. Mm. That's, like, the one area they really need to step up. Um, and that's, I think that's also why I critique that match so hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, if Kong wasn't, uh, if Kong was supposed to be in that match, then I, all is forgiven. Cause now I understand people right. in chat are saying, I, I want to watch AEW with you sometime. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get a live stream going. We'll watch and AEW together. Sleep. Yeah. Brandon will and sleep. Then, I'll be yeah. on the live stream. Brandon will be asleep and we'll watch AEW together. It enjoy it yeah dude another thing uh which is crazy uh you know and i was one of those guys i was kind of down it and i was kind of down on it i was like oh man look at these ratings especially with like uh toward you know we was getting close to christmas time and then nxt was beating them in the ratings and the demo and i was just like oh man this doesn't look too good but you know they've rebounded in the AEW's ratings got and then they nine, got extended yeah nine nine hundred forty thousand people watched aew uh this week and then 700 watched nxt so nxt has fallen uh pretty hard where uh aew has picked up and that's my biggest thing as much as i critique the aew show because i i for, quite frankly i did like nxt a little bit better if i had to compare i would rather aew win the ratings every time uh aew needs it more 
Uh, the fact that they've got extended for another four years yeah, is a huge crazy. deal. Did, yeah, that was nuts. I was like, uh, wow. I'm, so, a, I'm all for it. I want more competition. I, that let me know. The way I said it was, we have guaranteed yeah. competition for the next four years. That's a big deal because within the next four years, a lot of contracts are going to come up in both companies. And so we can see some movement. It's an exciting time in the business. I mean, I think I think that's a big deal. I think that's awesome. I, you know, and the fact that they're yeah. getting you know, closer to doing a million. Uh, we got nine, like I said, 940,000. Please watch AEW. Like that's the thing. Watch AEW live. Um, let's get them to one mil. Uh, I think, I think it'll be a big deal when we, we can get them on a consistent 1 million basis. Right. Um, and then, uh, Oh, say like Taz, I guess is signing up multi-year deals with them too. Ta- so, so Taz, Taz yeah. has signed, uh, you know, the other thing that came with that four year extension is that AEW is going to get a second show. Uh, the yeah. rumor, the rumor is that it's going to basically be a, uh, revamped AEW dark, which I'm all for. I think the format of AEW dark doesn't even need to change. I think it's a very good format. Just throw that on TV. And I think you're good. Um, because it has a lot of backstory, you know, it doesn't matter if it pops like a super, super good rating, but if somebody catches that and tunes into dynamite as a result, I think it's a win-win. Um, so it's awesome. Awesome news all, all on the AEW front. Now, something I want to talk about, you know, I was going to talk a lot about like who I think is going to win the rumble and stuff, but you know what? Yeah. Let's save that for next week's episode. Let's make this a little bit more AEW based. Cause you know, we got a week, we, we got a week more for the rumble after, after, we got one more episode, I should say, before the Rumble, so let's save it. Um, what I wanted to talk about was Kenny Omega's booking uh, in AEW. Uh, something mm-hmm. my friend got me to rant about this, and I, and, I, and I I didn't realize it, but I think there's a, the big, a big issue with Kenny Omega right now, and the, the big issue is that Kenny Omega doesn't have a machine behind him. And the thing with Kenny Omega... And this is why, you know, there's a part of me that feels like maybe this, he's the reason why the women's division is faltering. Because he's behind the women's <laughs> division. I don't think, oh, and this is, you know, pains okay. me to say it, but I'm going to be blunt. I don't think Kenny Omega knows how to book. And I, I, don't think, I don't think Kenny Omega knows how to book himself. When he was in New Japan, he was nicknamed the best bout machine. He was like the guy that would go out there and would say, I'm going to have the best match of the night. I'm going to be the best person in this company because I'm Kenny fucking Omega. You know what I mean? The person I'd compare him most to uh, is Ken, Ken Kennedy, Mr. Kennedy. When Mr. Kennedy, I'm going to take you all back a little bit in 2005. Mr. Kennedy was the best thing in WWE. That y- you all wouldn't believe. There was a point where Mr. Kennedy was, was looking like he would be the next Stone Cold or the next Rock. Mr. Kennedy was a big deal. The fact that Mr. Kennedy failed, I feel like left a void in that generation. So when he would come out and do his shtick of the Mr. Kennedy, Kennedy, that braggadocious, obnoxious thing, it was great. The f- he got over in like a matter of weeks. He beat Booker T in like one of his first matches. Can you dig that, sucker? So he beats him. I can dig it. Of course. But he beats him. He gets a big push. Now, let's cut to the chase. Uh, a lot of injuries as well as getting you know popped on drug testing, things like that led to Mr. Kennedy's demise, ultimately messed up a move with Randy Orton. Randy Orton said something backstage, he got fired. So ends Mr. Damn. Kennedy. I'll Big never leader. forget, and actually, full disclosure, on my 21st birthday, Brandon, birthday, <laughs> January 19th, <laughs> I showed up to your okay. I yeah. showed up to your dorm room. In Gainesville, and we watched oh, TNA yeah. Genesis 2010. 
Wow. Remember that? Because Damn. it was on my birthday. Do you remember that, Brandon? I remember you coming over. <laughs> I do remember that. Dang, that's crazy. That long ago. That Damn. long ago. So, so Mr. Anderson, as he was affectionately known then, his real name, shows up. And I was like, oh, great. Like, he's going to get another run. And he faltered. And the reason I think that he faltered, and trust me, I'll tie this back to Kenny Omega. The reason I think he faltered is the fact that he did not have someone to reel him in when it came to his character. So he started doing the whole asshole thing. It didn't, it, it didn't, as much as people cheered it, it didn't get over. Because it's a little bit crude. It's like too crude. And I'm not one that says, you know, oh, we shouldn't curse or something like that. But like there's certain boundaries you need to have when it comes to your catchphrases, things like that. You know what I mean? Like The Rock walked that line very good because The Rock wasn't saying, you know, you're a stupid motherfucker. The Rock was saying you're a Rudy Pooh candy ass. Like it had like a, oh, of course, of course, Brandon's getting Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. Go on. Person, you're guess, making a brilliant point. The guest, the guest that I never want on this podcast. Wow, Brandon. What is going on here? Okay. Enough of that. Sorry. So my whole point is, when he didn't have a Vince McMahon, he faltered. Now t- tie this back to Kenny Omega. Now that Kenny Omega is in charge of booking the women's division and in charge of his own character to a certain degree, I don't think Kenny Omega is doing good because Kenny Omega shouldn't be doing the goofy anime nerd stuff that he's doing, even though that's who he is as a person, his character needs to have, there needs to be a separation of church and state. Okay. So my thing is like Kenny Omega needs to be that ass kicker, that bout machine, that serious character. I, the way I said it to my friend was like, he's like the third young buck in, mm-hmm. in AEW. And I don't want to see Kenny Omega as a young buck. The young bucks do it just fine. They're, they're goofy characters with their in-ring work, being stellar. We don't need that from Kenny Omega. What we need from Kenny Omega is to be like the Bret Hart of, the, of AEW. We need Kenny mm-hmm. Omega to be something. That's my issue. So my issue with Kenny Omega is that, you know, he needs to be like a Ken Shamrock, like a, like a Bret Hart, like a more serious competitor. I get that this is the person that you are. But sometimes that you gotta you gotta go with what brought you to the dance. This is why last year when Kenny Omega's contract came up from New Japan and everybody was like, "Go to AEW, go to AEW," I said, "Go to WWE." Hmm. I said, "Go to WWE" for the simple reason that I thought Kenny Omega would do better under a Vince McMahon, under a writing team. They would have, to me, they would have booked him properly. And I, I know people are going to say, well, no, 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 no. WWE would have misused him. I don't think they would have. I think AEW is misusing him. I think he's misusing himself is probably the best <laughs> way to say it. But and he's misusing me, the women. Possibly. But anyway, yeah. to, to, to me, it's like, come on now. It's like if he had showed up in WWE in the Rumble, he would have been like an AJ Styles. He'd have been booked like an AJ Styles. I have no doubt in my mind that... By now, he would have been a WWE champion. But forget WWE, because I don't want anybody to accuse me of this being like a Kenny Omega should have gone to WWE. They can rectify that in AEW. They can heel turn him. They can do something to make him stand out. But to me, he needs to separate himself from the elite. The Mm. elite as a concept needs to die. Because like to me, in a storyline sense, it handcuffs Kenny Omega to the Young Bucks. Right. And I think Kenny Omega needs to be separated from the Young Bucks. However they get there is how they get there, but it needs to be done. 
It needs to be yeah. done because you the think fact by the next pay per view, I don't think it? so. I, I, well, yes, I need, think they need to end it, but I don't think it'll be done by the next pay per view. The problem right. I have is you should be tuning into AEW for Kenny Omega. The way that you tuned into TNA for AJ Styles, Kenny Omega should be the face of that company because he's the guy that had the most hype going into AEW. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? He's the guy that everyone was like, I've heard about this Kenny Omega. You know what? I want to see what he's about. And we've seen nothing. We've seen nothing from Kenny Omega. We've seen nothing from the Bucks. This, this is a, they kind of pigeonholed themselves into something here, which is they're damned if they do, damned if they don't in a certain way, because if Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks were winning all their matches, people would be like, well, of course, it's all elite wrestling. Of course, they're going to book themselves to be put over. But to me, it's actually hurting all elite wrestling to have them lose all the time, because to me, the Bucks... And Kenny Omega are performers that transcend being in the office. Screw the the fact that they're in the office. They should be in the main event no matter what. Mm. It's a tough position, though. You know, I'm not sitting here like I have all the answers of how to fix Kenny Omega. But that goes back to why I think, in a way, um, yeah, Cody Rhodes, that's another one. He's uh, he's kind of pigeonholed, too. It's like, you know, but he's doing his right. But Tony, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's done his right even though, you know, People can say, well, why is he always in the main event? Well, they literally had MJF take away the fact that he could win the title now. So Cody Rhodes, to me, has been booked properly. Whoever's doing Cody's booking, whether it's himself or the Bucks or whoever, they're doing it properly uh, yeah, yeah. to me. To me. Yeah, Cody's been been legit. I guess he's probably been the best uh, you know, out, out of the elite. Cody and Jericho, you know, for that absolutely. matter. You know, absolutely. Booked, yeah, they both book well. So Absolutely. Um. Uh, well, Brandon, yeah. we're, running yeah, sorry, little, we're, we're running a little long. So any any last couple things you want to talk about? Uh, last little bitty things here. Um, oh, I got to give a shout out to R-Truth in his segment with uh, Lesnar. R-Truth, R-Truth is a star. Awesome. R-Truth is a star. It's like it, he, could, he was away for like two months. Comes back in a segment with Brock Lesnar. I declare for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and then he's like, Paul Heyman, I'm going to throw you over the top. And he's like, I'm not in the Royal Rumble. Brock is. And he goes, then I undeclare for the Royal Rumble. And it's like, our truth he, I want him and someone out there, I'm looking to look you in the eyes, has nothing to do with skin color before somebody makes it a point to say that. I think our truth deserves the Kofi Kingston push. That oh. veteran who's been there for a while and then should get it. I think we as fans can can get him there. I don't know, not for this WrestleMania, but I think maybe at the next WrestleMania. Uh, yeah. I think we need to do it. I think our truth deserves a, a WWE title uh, shot or a run, I should say, before his career is over. That man is yeah. a national treasure. You know, That's right, the, yeah. the fact that, like, dude, how versatile a character you can throw him into anything and he kills it. I'm talking about this comedy character. I'm talking about the fact yeah. when he was a heel and he was dead serious, he did it good. When he tweaked the heel character to be funny, he did it good. Yeah. When, he's, when he's rapping and trying to get kids on his side, he d- does it good. With this 24-7 stuff, he's killed it. It's like, come on. And, and he's, he's really good friends with Vince McMahon, too. Like, Vince loves him. It could, like, on, give Vinny. him a title. Look give at, him a title. Look at Vinny. I want him yeah. to beat Brock Lesnar. 
It was super funny too. At the end, when Brock was just like, "That's what's up." He like, I was like, "What the hell?" Oh man! So and and awesome. you can tell, like, you can yeah. tell Brock Lesnar was loving that that segment yeah. too. Uh, you know, Brock Lesnar. As much as people want to give Brock Lesnar crap, uh, when Brock is on, Brock is on. And the thing is with Brock is, I think he doesn't appreciate if someone uh, isn't up to snuff. Uh, from what I've noticed, he has like a mm. very high caliber and a very high expectation of people. You know what I mean? So, right. so if you're up there with him, he'll give you his best. Yeah. You know what I mean? It seemed like he didn't really like Roman Reigns as much. I'll just say it like that. It seemed like he had it out for Roman. Maybe didn't. There was no chemistry. I don't know what it was, but I I could tell you for a fact, uh, he didn't have it with with Roman. Do you think uh, Orton's like that? Like if you feel like you're on his caliber, like he'll, you know, give you the. the oh, absolutely! Gibbs. Especially, especially back in the day when he used to just crap on people. I mean, that was the whole basis of the Kofi Kingston feud because he felt like at the time he wasn't ready and he wasn't he wasn't safe. So I mean, like that's mm. the, the whole thing. Uh, that's why he he derailed Kofi Kingston at that time. You know, Kofi Kofi Kingston, stupid. You know. All right. Right. I can't. Oh. I, to this day, I can't believe they made a feud out of like something we used to joke about. <laughs> Dude, like all, right. like like I felt like that was an inside joke like, between us. Like we used to, like Brandon would drop something. I'm like stupid, you know. And just, right. All of a sudden, in like 2019, Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston, stupid. <laughs> That's right, man. Yeah. What you were but saying? But yeah, no, there, yeah, I was just saying, yeah. There's there's some exciting stuff coming up, man. We got we got Billy Murphy as part of the Buddy Murphy. <laughs> he's part of the main well, event yeah. scene. He's part, yeah. You know, what what would you call that group? AOP, well, Seth Rollins, and and Billy Murphy. Yeah. As you affectionately oh, call him, man. Billy Murphy. <laughs> Billy Murphy and the gang? I don't know. Wow, we'll Billy, and, Billy and the gang. Billy and the gang, yeah. Billy and the gang. That's what Brandon's calling it. But uh, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, yeah, the, only, the only segment you stayed awake for on AEW, by the way, was uh, <laughs> Cody Rhodes and MJF. So so full disclosure, I don't like Cody Rhodes's long entrance. Like the, yeah, wait, yeah, does that uh, need to be tweaked? I, I love it. I think it's great. Like that that thing, and I always just like go wrestling has more than one royal family, and it's like getting more ridiculous as the week goes on, yeah, or the weeks go on. Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, I just don't like that long entrance. That's that's all it is. But oh, I like man. Cody Rhodes. You know that. I love Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, it's just like a tongue-in-cheek thing, but Brandon stayed awake for that, and he fell asleep the rest of the show. So I don't even know why he's talking about. I don't even know why he's talking about. Hey, you know, you know what else we have? We had DDP. Dude, DDP, man, DDP being in there was awesome. I just again look over and you're asleep, so it didn't even matter. Which I have footage of it, by the way. It's on our it's on our Instagram at wow. Kenny for your thoughts podcast. You can see like QT Marshall's in the ring, and I pan over to Brandon, and he just got his neck bent this way. Oh, wow. He looks like a shot duck. Like, you know, like there's <laughs> dead is neck hanging. But anyway, anyway, Brandon. So I think that's yeah. good. I think we talked a lot about all elite wrestling, Brandon. That's right. Next week, uh, just a heads up. You know, I do want to talk about who I think will win the Royal Rumble. As uh, right. it might be a surprise, it might be someone on the on the roster. But I, I definitely want to get into that. I know this week, I did want to keep it a little bit. AEW heavy. Uh, they had Bash at the Beach. It was it was a good event. Tune in next week, by the way, for AEW. They're gonna have apparently Bash at the Beach two. I don't know. I I thought that was kind of weird to to call it the same thing. You know what I mean? I I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's just me. We'll do that thing, man. We got we got the Rumble though coming. It's big big time right now. 
right. It'd be good. Right. And, and since we're talking about, you know, I want to leave you on a quote, which I haven't done for a couple episodes. Um, since we're talking about the whole Triple H and Paige and, and a lot of, you know, situations like that with, with uh, <laughs> Tessa Blanchard and stuff, I think I could tie it all together with this quote, which, is, which says, I can respect any person who can put their ego aside and say, I made a mistake, I apologize, and I am correcting the behavior. And that's from Sylvester McNutt Third. So, Brandon, I'd be waiting for that apology for not remembering my birthday, which, yes, is this Sunday, guys. Go ahead and... <laughs> Tweet me happy birthday and make me feel special and like Brandon. <laughs> yeah, but, like now, do I have to wish you a happy birthday again since like you sort of hashed it out already just now or like on your birthday? Anyway, guys, I'll be also look, uh, auditioning a new co-host next week. Um, so if you all want to be my co-host, by all means, hit me up on Twitter at Kenny Podcast. You can DM me on Instagram at a Kenny for your thoughts podcast. You can go on our YouTube, youtube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts, subscribe, give us a thumbs up. By the way, guys, if you're on the live version right now, before you leave, give us a thumbs up uh, on this episode, please. Uh, and subscribe if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, you can, you can comment on there. Yeah. Comment, comment on the video as well. If you're on the live version, say Brandon is a horrible friend <laughs> and he doesn't remember Kenny's birthday. Okay. But guys, I did want to thank you for joining us. Wait, guys, before we go, actually, there was there was something I, I forgot to, to transition to this, but I do have a, oh. uh, a screenshot from local TV uh, on the next Saudi Arabia show, Super Showdown. They are advertising Kane versus The Fiend for the Universal title, uh, mm. and it is supposed to be an Inferno match. Nice. I don't know about doing a match where someone gets lit on fire in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> wow. He took it there. It <laughs> somebody, me. look, damn it. Somebody's thinking it, so I'm going to say it. So you're going to say it, yeah. He's saying what we're all thinking. Yep, that's what I'm here for. But anyway, guys, thank you for joining us. <laughs> I think that's a good way to leave it. <laughs> Brandon, before we leave episode 63, anything you want to say to redeem yourself? Um, look, Tessa Blanchard was with no. a guy that I think might have been black or part black right isn't the guy she with now he's is he like mexican so i mean come on Daga? come on Daga, yeah Daga's not i'm pretty sure he's not black well, no, what does it have to do like with mexican? anything what i mean is brandon i'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna no no i'm gonna discredit your whole argument right now because what? you are black and you yeah. are probably the most racist person <laughs> i've ever met towards black what? people no I, lo I love the blacks you see you see how he says that? The blacks. Anyway. What? Okay. All right, Brandon. <laughs> so, thank you for joining us for episode 60. Now, we can't end it like We got to do something a little bit better than that, Brandon. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. Edge is showing up in the Royal Rumble. That's what I think, guys. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. Episode 63 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. Remember to like, subscribe, give us a five-star review. Um... Our, our iTunes needs some love, so Apple Podcasts, please leave us a comment. Thank you guys. Have a good day.